Welcome, 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 welcome to a noble society of young urban entrepreneurs sharing knowledge and building wealth. Welcome to the League of Hustlers. The hustle is in your bones, it runs through your veins. It's that ambition to do more, become more. You can feel it, you know you have what it takes, you know you can build a life you've been dreaming of. Time you live up to your potential. Welcome to the League of Hustlers. Welcome back to the League of Hustlers, ladies and gentlemen. A motivational podcast for the go getters and the heavy hitters, where we share knowledge and build wealth. I'm your co host, HT. And I'm CD Barnes. And this is the League of Hustlers. And today, we really want you to pull up a seat to the round table and really pay attention because we have a special guest, very special guest, my brother, Philip Harris of Blackhawk Mortgage. What's happening, Philip? What's going on, man? What's going on first, man? Hey, thank you, brothers, for having me on. You know, listen to the podcast. I love every little bit, everything that you guys are doing, man. Definitely out here for the culture as well as, you know, providing a platform that individuals can tune into. I appreciate it, man. You guys are doing great things. Yeah, man. Sure, for sure. So, like, really, let's just let's just jump right into it. Um, like, just kind of tell us exactly what it is your what it is you do, and then um, you know who you are, what it is you do, and then let's just go from there. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. Um, obviously, he introduced. He did a slight introduction. You know, my name is Philip Harris. I'm originally from North Carolina. So, if you're listening and, and you're from the NC, you know. You know, appreciate you. We love it here. You know, the, the weather's not, the weather's been crazy, but, um, you know, so originally from North Carolina, man, um, you know, served in the military for six years in the Air Force, um, you know, did did my stint overseas and, and, and all across uh, the world, as well as here in the United States. Got out of that, man, was tired of beating on my body. I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to that, you know, and um, started to use my brain a little bit more, you know. Wanted to uh, sure. jump into something different, man. So, you know, I was in engineering, you know, and, and I was working for, uh, to keep this short, I was working for a, uh overseas country that had an office here in Charlotte, man. And it, it was not doing so well. <laughs> and obviously I got let go um, and, you know, I had to figure out something to do, man. You know, I was had transitioned out of the military. You know, we've all been that way where we have that that one time in life where we like, I got to figure out what the hell to do, you know? And so um, this young brother came to me, man. He was like, hey, man, you know, you can work in this mortgage company, man, until you figure it out. You know, you'll make some good money. And then, you know, you'll, you'll learn a little bit about the industry, the financial industry on that end of it. And I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I do a month or two here. I figure it out. I have something else lined up. Um, you know, so I got in on that, man. I just started realizing that, you know, this is untapped waters that um we haven't been operating in or playing the game and so i soaked it all up man i never actually left the industry and that's what kind of led me to um you know creating my own company yeah that's perfect man i like how you like segued into that um i think that happens a lot man you get i think i'm a firm believer in like you know, you get put in certain situations for reasons. And I think it's up to you to actually really take advantage of it and use it as an opportunity. A lot of people see, 100%. like, issues and things that come up as problems. But if you, like, change your perception and just look at them really as opportunities, 
then stuff starts to open up for you, man. That's that's kind of awesome right there. Like being able to like take a moment, you know, where it may seem like you're down and then just kind of like really understand that there's a real opportunity there. That's awesome. So like even like transitioning into like the mortgage or the financial industry, like what were some of like the challenges with that though? Was this an easy transition for you? Was it difficult? How long did it take? Do you have to have any mentors? Like, how did that work out? Oh, man, learning curve was extreme. Um, and I'm going to tell you why it was extreme, you know, for, for, for in, in my case, um, you know, from my perspective, which we all probably share a similar perspective, man. We come from similar backgrounds, you know. So um, it was it was an extreme learning curve. And it, and it was, one, because it was a language that we had never spoken before or that we're not speaking. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I totally understand, man. I have, you know what I mean? I'm probably H does too, but there was a time in my <laughs> life where I had to kind of transition into, you know, a different scenario, something different, um, you know, and kind of like learn something new and speak that new language. So, yeah, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, especially with, with like uh, real estate and more specifically like mortgage uh, brokerages, um, that's, that's, like you said, I've, I, I haven't met a lot of people that, um, have been playing in that space, but at the same time, um, definitely the number of minorities, you know, that's really low in terms of really playing in, in, in that mortgage brokerage, uh, space, you know, uh, in terms of my circle. Now, I, I don't know specific numbers, but that's awesome, mm -hmm. man, that you're able to, you know, learn something, especially not knowing, especially coming from your background, engineering. I mean, who would have thought, right? And transitioning into that, like, that's amazing. For sure. I'll, I'll definitely elaborate a little bit and say, you know, this wasn't something I wanted to do. I just saw, which which is a lot of us, we get out of college, we may, you know, uh, may not go to college, we may do something as a transition period. You may start to do something that you necessarily don't want to do. We've all been there, right? Um, more so is just not looking at it and just saying, oh, man, you know, this isn't what I want to do. This is what I want to do the rest of my life. But looking at it and trying to find that line of opportunity as well as turning it into something that's yours. And I just, I just took that time to soak up as much knowledge as I can from these large companies that I work for and try to figure out, say, hey, listen, this may not be something I want to do, but if I'm good at it and if there's money to be made and there's if there's ways to help people and help our culture, then, you know, let me figure out a way to turn it into mine. I think that's the like the key attitude to have. man. <clears throat> I talk to like a lot of people, particularly like younger people that are like in college and they go through that that uh, time frame where they don't want to they don't really know what it is they want to do. And then they spend all of this time trying to figure out like what's my purpose in life or they they think they're going to have this grand vision or the you know a, a hand is going to come down and just write it on the wall for them like do this and but really what happens is that you know the people that I talk to that are successful they have similar experiences to what you're describing and I think that is the way you just have to attack it is you're presented with an opportunity and you make it your own. You know, you, you, you get into something and it may not be something of your selecting, but 
I think that you're kind of led in certain situations for reasons. And then, and if you see, if you if you have the perspective to see opportunity there, and you have the drive and ambition to take that opportunity and and make it your own, I think you're bound to be successful. I think that's that's a big part of it right there. It's just seeing opportunities and being ambitious enough to actually try to make something out of it. Seize, seizing the moment. You know, sure, 100%. I think, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. So how risky, like, was this a risky thing for you? Did you have to, like, you know, put your entire life on the line for this? Was this or was it like an easy transition or have you ever been in any big risky investments or? Oh, yeah, man. So, um, you know, if, if you listen, I think we've all had to make decisions, period. And, um, you know, coming from a company, my last company I worked for was Quicken Loans, you know, a large company. Everybody sees commercials in the NCAA games. And, um, well, you know, I worked for that company and, you know, I was I was I had worked my way up in that company and I was making good money. I had my own team. I was salaried and, you know, just living a living a very comfortable lifestyle if I wanted to, you know. And so when you asked me what what was a risky, you know, experience or maybe investment or whatever, I think that was the riskiest thing. Leaving somewhere where you're guaranteed a certain amount of money every two weeks to go and try to, you know, create something on your own because it's tough, man. You know, you you leave somewhere where you're making 90, 100 plus and you wake up the next morning and you actually are not required to go anywhere or to do anything. That was the biggest risk I've ever took in my life. Obviously, I strategized up to that point, but that was the biggest risk I ever took. But also, the biggest investment I've I've ever took because at that point, I invested in myself and stopped padding the pockets of business owners. Right, right, yeah, man, that's awesome. So, what what drives you? Do you have like, is, what is the source of inspiration for you, your company? Like, what moves you? What motivates you? I uh, mean, uh, I try to stay self motivated. Uh, when you start looking outside of yourself, uh, I, I find it, at least in my experience, I try to stay self-motivated because if I look outside myself, um, sometimes um, you begin to compete. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, there's other mortgage broker companies may not be minority owned in the area um, that are doing very well, you know? And so if, if I start to look for motivation in places that look familiar, then I find myself competing with those. Uh, and that's not something you want to do because there's two things that's going to happen. Either you go to exceed or either you go to fall short, you know, and I, I don't want to take that, that, that risk of doubting or coming down on myself when, when you, you know, you're looking at others that work for you and they got family and miles to feed. So you want to make sure that we find motivation within ourselves and what drives our hustle really is just to help, help people, man, see people, people come to us and they go from renting or they go from not a great financial situation, we put them on a plan, and then in the next, you know, zero to three years, you see these same people on Instagram or Facebook posting a, we close at our home type situation. I think that's the biggest uh, satisfaction that we get, man, is just seeing people's life change literally within 30, 45 days. Yeah, right. and, you know, home ownership, home ownership is big and the quickest vehicle to wealth, right? Moving back to one, one point that you were making about uh, leaving like that stable every two weeks uh, paycheck. How what type of mind state and what type of strategy did you put together 
Uh, just in general, you don't have to go in detail, but what type oh, of strategy sure. did you put together <clears throat> in terms of making that transition out of the nine to five? Because I think a lot of people struggle with that. You know, like how do you, because I mean, you, you, you're talking insurance, you're talking benefits, right? You're, you're talking that stability. So what was your strategy uh, transitioning out of it? Yeah, man. Um, transitioning from the nine to five is was a um, was a lot of strategy into it, um, but it was a lot of legality as well because I worked for a mortgage company and I was creating a mortgage brokerage company um, that was with a partner with the company that I worked for as well as other larger companies. Um, I legally could not operate my business until I left because there was a conflict of interest. Um, so it was one of those things where, you know, some people come to me and they say, oh, man, you know, I've been working my side hustle. I want to turn it into my main hustle, but I wanted to get up to the point where I'm making the same amount of money there. Well, I didn't have the opportunity to do that. You know, I just had to say, hey, listen, I've got to leave here in order to actually do what I want to do. What was the strategy behind it when it comes to, you know, everything? It, it was it was simply setting a plan and and and, and setting goals very short term goals. I mean, weekly goals and just checking that stuff off your list, because I believe that I believe in a snowball effect in everything. As long as you can obtain some form of energy and keep that energy moving by checking little things off, even it's weekly, biweekly, whatever the case is, that will continue to grow and that'll keep you motivated. If you just put down these grand scheme of million dollars, such and such, such and such, Man, you'll get it. You'll get unmotivated because you won't see the needle move on that in a very short range. And that, that's that's really all it is. Everybody's situation is going to be different, you know. So it's just mine was, you know. Luckily, I had the military background in a sense. When you said insurance and, and little things like that, um, but I knew that there was going to be a drop in regular income. So I, I, you have to plan for that, right? If you're going to go three months without seeing a paycheck, then you need to plan for that. You know, lifestyle changes. You have to make those in order to um, to take risk. Sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely, man. How influential was the military on your like philosophy towards business and just philosophy and the way you move like every day as a person? Because like one of the things we talk about a lot, or you think is important, is like even like setting the goals, but having the discipline to actually. Mm-hmm execute them so like how influential was the military on the way you move present day or was it at all oh, i think it definitely was now I, i'm gonna be the, i'll be the first one to tell you um you know i wasn't a fan of being in the military um but i got in with a purpose right some people get in and then they start making a, a steady money and they become complacent you know but i got in with a purpose and i got out with a purpose too but for sure, I think to what you said, man, you know, the characteristics that you're taught and that's instilled in you, um, it, it goes a long way when, you, when, you, when you're out here operating on your own or when you're just out here living, period. Um, because discipline is key. I think that's, that's a lot of people overlook that, man. Discipline is key in everything. Um, dollar signs and goals are good, but I think discipline and action is, is, is key, man. I've, I've, I've always taught myself, yeah, you never chase the money, man. You chase, you chase the impactful things, and people will pay you for those. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I was watching um, a video, and they were talking about that the other day. I think one of the speakers was saying, "Oh yeah, you know, a, a certain a certain percentage of successful 
people that they tested, you know, or, um, or that they did this research on had a military background. I just thought that was interesting. Like, oh wow, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Now with my team, I have this this mantra that we say it's called DIP: mm-hmm. discipline, integrity, performance. Right, mm-hmm. and you know, each one is reliant upon the other. And so I look at it like I, I call them the three pillars of of success in our team: discipline, integrity, and performance. You gotta have a discipline, and you gotta have an integrity, and you gotta have a performance. And if you're lacking in any one, it throws everything off, right? So if you can imagine these three pillars holding up, you know, success. And if you're lacking in integrity, it crumbles. Right, or if you're lacking in discipline, it crumbles. If you're lacking in performance, it it it, it topples. So that's uh that's good to hear that you know other folks are, are are really focusing on that on that too, like that discipline. And I think I think that's especially in today's world where everything is microwave. Like I can immediately get a return. Right, I can post a picture and immediately get feedback, or I can put food in the microwave and immediately eat it within seconds. Right. This this quick um, turnaround on almost everything, you know, it's it's kind of um, is it's kind of like taking us down a path where we don't value the um, it's kind of like we don't value the the effort and the time that goes into building something great. And the right. only way that we can stick to stuff is through discipline, you know, in terms of, 100%. you know, building a, a company, however big, however small, it takes discipline, right? It, it takes persistence. It takes relentless just day in and day out, even when, when, when you're up, it, even when you're down, it takes that discipline. So, so transitioning into some stuff that I think will help a lot of people. What, what type of advice, right? You're, you're in this industry, you see, I'm sure you see all types of situations. Um, what type of advice would you give to first time home buyers or real estate investors? But I'll break this up into two separate questions, man, just cause it's easy to answer that route. Um, you know, when it comes to first time home buyers, man, or people that, um, you know, it's their first time getting into purchasing a real estate or obtaining a mortgage. Um, I always say this typically they're, they're single, um, or they're dating or they just got married, but you know, we're typically younger. Um, I will always say never look at that first time purchase. Even if, if you're living in it, never look at it as your, uh, forever home. Um, you, you want to consider the market when you're purchasing. When I say the market, I mean the immediate market in that area that you're purchasing at home. And even if you're living there, um, the average person stays in their home in the United States for seven years. Um, each state is different. Uh, here in North Carolina, the average person stays in their house for four years, right? So that's a zero to three to five year game plan that you need to have in place uh, when you're purchasing a home. You know, if you consider yourself to not want to get into the real estate market, then then maybe that new construction in a new area of town where everything is developing um, may be a good fit for you. But if you want to flip this property, you just want to live in it for two years while you build up money to buy another property and then put that one in your portfolio, um, then maybe buying it in a stable market or in an established 
um, side of town or an established neighborhood where there's high demand and a good school zone, that may be some things that you look for. So as a first time purchaser, even if you're buying a home to live in, I will honestly say, you know, um, consider the immediate market and the immediate area um, and, and how much or how long do you have to hold that until, until you get a return on your value. Uh, when it's coming to real estate investors, uh, the biggest thing, because investments are risky, right? And there's, and, and there's no guarantee on anything that you do um, because you don't have 100% control over it. I would just say mitigate your risk as much as possible by having emergency backup reserves, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> you know, uh, and also strategize about your investments. Um, going out here and buying up every single thing that's cheap that you make and put a little bit of money in it, um, that may be your route or that may be not the right thing. But whatever you do, just strategize in it for sure. Have a game plan as to why you're purchasing each property and then figuring out does that next property fit in that game plan that you made, that zero to three years, that five to 10, and then that, that 10 to 20 year game plan that you that you mapped out for yourself. Yeah, man, that's some really good advice. I didn't I didn't know that that statistic. Like four years in North Carolina, people are transitioning out of their homes. Yeah, yeah man. We get a lot of uh we get a lot of people from New York, New Jersey, Maryland moving down here. We get a lot of people from Miami moving here. It's, you know, we we get a couple of seasons here, so people want the weather, but they don't want the heat. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, I think I kinda I kind of ran into the same thing. That's a very interesting point. Like not looking at your first home as your forever home. And mm-hmm. as, as like a first time home buyer, you're kind of blinded by, I guess the fact that you're buying a house period. Like one thing I didn't do, I didn't with my first house, I didn't check the area. Like it was, you know, all I knew was that it was a new house. And I was in it, <laughs> you know what I mean. But in terms of research, I mean, it was it was uh, it wasn't horrible, but uh, it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> like after the fact, but but yeah, that's that's some really. But guess good what? Advice. But guess what, man? To what you just said is um is is one of my points. Um, you can read as much as you want, you can um listen as much as you want, you can get motivated as much as you want. But I'm an honest believer that you wouldn't have learned that lesson until you went through it for yourself. That right there is real talk. Because now, you know, oh, now I'm a beast. Now oh, yeah, I'm, you I'm checking, know. <laughs> checking everything, school zones, walkability score, and the whole sure. nine. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, that's, that school zone is a big one. Yeah, man. So, so with each episode, we like to leave – the hustlers, the league of hustlers with a challenge, something that that gets them uh, taking action, something that gets them thinking, something that gets them uh, moving closer to towards their goal. So, Mr. Harris, Blackhawk Mortgage, what do you have for, for the listeners? Yeah, sure, man. Hey, call to action. Um, I, I was talking to a wealth advisor, a good buddy of mine the other day. And, um, you know, he does this with his his clients or his potential clients or even people he just may talk to. And but we're going to just put it on a very smaller scale here um, because I believe in short term goals, very short term goals and building that momentum and snowballing it. Right. So call to action today. You know, if, if you're listening, what I want you to do is take whatever goal that you have and I want you to break it down. And what I want you to do for this episode is list out what do you want to accomplish 
in the next seven days and what do you want to accomplish in the next 30 days right and so those will be two separate things i don't want them to be the same exact thing because that's not the purpose of breaking it down in a very short-term goal it's two simple things what do i want to accomplish this week if it's writing this strategy down i want to accomplish my strategy if it's developing a game plan for finances i need to do that in the next seven days what do you want to do in the 30 days that's going to look different than developing that 30 days is going to be implementing right because at that time maybe you've gotten paid once or twice maybe you're able to pay some things off and switch up your cash flow a little bit so seven days i want you to write out a very short-term goal and for the 30 days i want to see what we can implement out of that seven-day goal beautiful beautiful there you have it folks mr philip harris blackhawk mortgage so how can uh how can we get in contact with you how can we find you you're on social media you get websites how can we find you oh yeah so you know definitely we're, we're on every platform out there you know we're on facebook blackhawk mortgage um, we're on Instagram, Blackhawk underscore mortgage. And um, you, can, you can always, you know, log into our website, www.blackhawkmtg.com. Um, you can always uh, reach out to these young gentlemen here and they can send you my personal information if you want to sit down and talk about um, anything that's dealing with finances or, or, or real estate or mortgage. Uh, only thing that I ask is, is, is it's like I talk to anybody that comes speak with me. Don't allow the person that you're talking to to know more about you than you know about yourself. And I see everybody's life when we do mortgages, right? So I just speak to young people and I say, hey, listen, if you ever go to work with me or work with anybody, you know, know your situation and, 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 and know that for sure before you, um, you know, you go speak with anyone. For sure, for sure. Well, look, man, we really appreciate you, bro. We'll we'll have uh, links to Instagram, social medias, Facebooks, Twitters, all of that, websites, everything, and ways to get in contact in the episode notes. So make sure y'all check that out. We really appreciate it, bro. Hey, really man, thank you guys. It. Thank you guys for having me, man. This it's, this is a blessing. I love what you're doing. Again, the League of Hustlers, man. I appreciate you, brothers, man. Thank you. Thank you, brother. League of Hustlers, signing off. We out. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the League of Hustlers podcast. Just wanted to remind you all to subscribe, share, like it, help get the word out. If you heard something that was beneficial to you, share it with someone who could use it. We're here to share knowledge and build wealth. League of Hustlers, hit us up if you have any questions. LOH at perplus.com. You know the drill. League of Hustlers, we out. I don't get it.